Welcome to episode three of the MLB podcast on the pregame.com. My name is Taylor Ringgold. You can follow me at Taylor Ringgold on Twitter. All my insight on baseball. We have our boy Griffin Warner. Griffin, how we doing, dude? What's going on? I'm doing fine. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner. Uh, today's episode, we're going to go through our playoff uh, scenarios, coming through with a World Series winner. Uh, we're also going to highlight the, the six teams from each league that we expect to be going through. I expect there'll be some disagreement between Taylor and I, uh, but then we're also going to go through using current lines from Bet Online, the Cy Youngs from both leagues, the MVPs from both leagues, the Rookie of the Years from both leagues and also the home run leader overall amongst all of Major League Baseball. And so hopefully that will get everyone interested. Uh, we got opening day coming up in a few days. So without further ado, Taylor, you can put us through with the new playoff format and then give us your playoff teams. All right, Griffin, we have a ton of breakdown. So for the kids at home, there's a new playoff format going on in Major League Baseball that everyone needs to be up the speed with so just to get everyone a little, a little insight before you start betting on your future world series and pennant winners the top two seeds of each league will be buys going into the divisional round now remember there's now six playoff teams in each league six in the american league six in the national so the top two seeds like i said will get a buy to the divisional round in the wild card round the number three seed will host the number six seed for a three-game series, similar to the number four seed, will host the number five seed. Then their winners will move on to the divisional round, where there is no reseeding, and the number one seed will play the winner of the four-versus-five series, and the number two will host the winner of the three-versus-six. Now, look, as a baseball fan, more baseball, the merrier, right? That means more opportunities for you to win money with your betting. I think this is great for overall baseball. I was so skeptical about it at first that I remember they were hearing when they were doing the playoff, excuse me, the labor negotiations, they were saying we're going to do 14 teams. That was too much for me. 14 teams, you're getting half the league to make the playoffs. It's not like a, it, it's like the thing is with baseball, there is, it's harder to make the playoffs than other leagues. Like the NBA, there's so many teams, the NFL, they added an extra week for people to have an opportunity to make the playoffs. I don't like it. The format they got now, 12, I'll deal with it. I like it. So with my predictions right now, well, last episode, we kind of broke, in the last two episodes, we did American League and National League, who's making the playoffs and what's going on. My number one seed for the American League coming out is the Toronto Blue Jays. I said it last time. I want to keep it that way. Keep it a buck. The best overall team in the American League will be the Toronto Blue Jays. Griffin, who is your number one seed going into this year? Uh, I'm going to pick the Chicago White Sox because they are in a division that is uh, inept. I'll put it that way. Yes, we did go over that division is super weak. So with that division winner or that, excuse me, being the number one seed, as of right now, we're looking at bet, um, betonline.com. The AL pennant winner for the Blue Jays to win, they're plus 375. They are the favorites, and obviously – as the favorites, you look at the roster. Now, look, we all we always look at these betting lines. We kind of have a feeling like, all right, so if they're the favorites, do I need to look at the roster in depth? Maybe not. I mean, we could just take the you know the expertise from whoever's talking about it, or just looking online and seeing what the lines are. This roster is stacked. I suggest when you're about to bet on these games or on these teams 
for futures. Really look at the roster. That roster is stacked up and down the lineup. They have a great rotation. Yes, they lost Robbie Robbie Wright to Seattle, but they acquired Kevin Gosman. They have a young rotation and an even really good roster. I mean, um, lineup with Vlad Jr., who is an MVP candidate, which we'll talk about in a little bit with the awards. I have this team going all the way to the World Series. That is my pick for the American League. Pennant winning at plus 375. I know it's a favorite. I'm going to try my best, Griffin, not to chalk it up here. But it's really hard not to when these teams are so freaking good. Hey, I mean, uh, money is money. I mean, you lose the same amount when you bet a long shot as you as you do when you bet a – I mean, depending on your risk, I guess. But it, it – we're, we're trying to make picks that we think are most reasonable or most likely to happen. I mean, baseball is a crazy, incredible playoff season where a lot of things can happen. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I don't know that I would be picking the, uh, the chalk, but I mean, the Jays are great. They've done a lot to build their team. Um, I have them finishing second in the AL East. So I think it's going to be a little bit harder for them to get through without that uh, first buy. And, and I think I'll also stay with the White Sox as winning the American League uh, from my perspective. Um, I don't know that I love the White Sox, I'll admit, but I think that they, with a one seed, I mean, and will likely have home field based on my, on my very luxurious projections, um, <laughs> that's going to be really important for them. And I, I think uh, they're going to get to see a lot of the really good teams below them kind of knock each other out. And the ability to rest guys, I think, is a really big deal uh, in a playoff format such as this one. Uh, so currently the White Sox are third favorite. So it's not like I'm going way down out on a limb, but they are six to one right now to win the AL. Um, and then I guess we should probably go through the rest of the playoffs and who we got making it. Yeah. So we'll do that real quick. Cause we have a lot to talk about. I have as the number two seed, which is the second best record among division winners. That is my pick, the Chicago White Sox winning the American league central, but coming in second overall in the AL and the, the third best division winner, which will be the number three seed, will be the Seattle Mariners. That leaves the other three wild card teams, four through six. You have to then organize that with the three best records among, of course, the non-division winners, and you put to put them in order. I have Tampa Bay as four, the Yankees as five, and rounding out is the number six seed, the Boston Red Sox. Oh, wow. So yes. four teams from – did I count that right? Three teams. That is correct. Four, four teams. teams from the American League East. That is correct. Wow, wow. Um, you know, hey, if it's probably doable, but those teams are going to have to be really good. I, I was thinking about potentially doing that myself, but, man, I, I just don't know. Can four teams get in from the same division? Possibly. Um, don't want to hint anywhere else, but I'm not going to have four teams from the same division getting anywhere. So my playoffs, uh, White Sox, as I already mentioned, are going to be the number one seed. Number two seed, I'm sticking with the Tampa Bay Rays winning the AL East. And I think that they're not going to have the greatest record possible, but it'll be better than the Seattle Mariners, who are both picking to win the AL West. Uh, the remainder of my playoff seeds are the Jays, Toronto Blue Jays finishing fourth, the Yankees finishing fifth, and I have the Houston Astros finishing sixth. I'm just not ready to, to quit on that team's devil magic because they somehow have it. Uh, <laughs> the I know magic. they've lost a lot. Like, Correa's gone. They don't have the buzzers anymore, allegedly. Springer's gone. I mean, there, there's a lot to replace there. I just, it's really hard for me to put four teams from the AL East in there. And as we said already, uh, or as I said already, the AL Central looks pretty inept. And I don't think any of them besides the White Sox are going to play in this, in this postseason. Well, that is the American League. We have it round up. You have Griffin has the Chicago White Sox going to the World Series. I have the Toronto Blue Jays. Now let's go to 
the older part of baseball, the National League, and break down who our favorites to go in each order of division winners and wildcard, and then our predictions for our NL pennant winner. It's obvious. I think Griffin and I have the same exact pick here, and I think the whole world will have the same exact pick as the number one seed, the best overall record in the National League is the Los Angeles Dodgers. I said last week, on the last episode, excuse me, 113 wins. It's a lot. That's why I said 113. Woo. They're going to absolutely kick everyone's What'd ass you, what, this year. Hold on. What what number did you say? Can you say that again? What, what was one the again? thirteen. I have it written wow. down like okay. five different areas of my, my studio here. I have it just plastered on my wall just to remind everybody that this team's going to absolutely obliterate. We haven't seen a lineup like this, Griffin, in maybe 20 years. And, and I, not just the lineup, but just depth overall. We're talking about the 98 Yankees, 116, oh. 116 wins. You have the 2001 Seattle Mariners, which won, I think, no, the Mariners won 116, and then the Yankees 98 won 114. The thing is, the difference there is Seattle did not make it to the World Series or even make it that far in the playoffs. They don't do very down. well in that type of stuff, unfortunately. No, but this year, Seattle's making the playoffs. That's also going to happen. That's definitely going to happen okay. out of the American League West. But okay. besides that, okay. the Dodgers right now, are my NL pennant winners as well. I have them going to the World Series. We'll get that in a second. But the second best record for me is the Milwaukee Brewers. I had them at 97 wins. They're going to have a very successful year. They're going to be playing really good baseball. And I mean, like, baseball to a T. We're seeing sack flies. We're going to see bunts. We're going to see guys, runners moving over. Old school type of baseball. Not strikeouts and home runs all the time uh, with that rotation too. The third seed. Now, this one... Is might shock some people because last episode I was very confident, and now I'm still a little confident. But Griffin, the New York Mets are the third seed and winning the American League East with Degrom out for four weeks, which just announced this past week. Having him out is is very important for this New York Mets team. It is going to be a gut punch, and we'll get into the Cy Young Award picks in, in the next few minutes here, but. That's my first three, and then I have Atlanta number four, St. Louis number five, and then rounding up the number six spot is the, is the San Francisco Giants. Am I crazy to keep the Mets at number three spot, winning the American League, uh, National League East, even with DeGrom out? And it looks like Scherzer might be out for a little bit too. We don't know. I don't think you're crazy. Um, I have been going back and forth um, with trying to figure out who I if I want to stay with. We both picked the Mets in uh, our NL podcast, which was recorded last week. Uh, came out, I think, at the beginning of last weekend. Uh, Might have been retweeted by me in the, the wee hours of last night. But anyway, it's out there. If you want to find it, feel free to check either of our Twitters. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, the Mets, uh, I'm worried about them, I got to say. I think I'm really worried about the lineup. doesn't look good good to me. Uh, DeGrom already starting with, with injuries to his throwing arm just doesn't make me feel good about um, – his longevity, because it doesn't really exist normally. I'm, I'm less worried about Scherzer. I mean, he can c- come back from like a, a bulging disc or a stiff neck to then pitch in the World Series like a couple of days later. So he's a little, little bit more uh, tried and true in, in my estimation. I just, I'm worried about the Mets. Things seem to go wrong for that franchise and the lineup just doesn't feel very good to me. You know what? It's time for this team to actually show up. I mean, they have the talent. Everything's there. Yes, it's it's Mets being Mets with a little bump in the road. It has to make the season exciting. 
I still think they can do it, but do I think they can battle it out against? I don't. I don't. I don't want to hear from anybody. But you could put St. Louis as number one seed or a six seed. They're going to be a pain in the ass to play in the playoffs, no matter where they're going to be at. So being a number five seed for the St. Louis Cardinals, they'll be playing the Dodgers in the number one. I could see St. Louis really fighting out this postseason and making it hard for the Mets and other teams. But I'm going to stick it to here that the NL favorites to go to the World Series is the Dodgers. They're pennant winners. They're plus 250. Now, yes, I just said I didn't want to be chalk. But guess what? I'm going to be chalk right now. I have the Blue Jays versus the Dodgers in the World Series. Well, let me let me let me cut in here because I got to give you my my playoff team. So um, I'm sticking with the Mets, but I'm going to go Dodgers with the uh, first overall seed. I don't know if yep. I have them winning 113 games, but uh, they're, they're going to win a lot. And it's a tough division, I got to say, and that made me almost consider putting the Brewers as the one seed. I just have too many questions about who the Brewers are. I feel like both central divisions are so weak this year that they're in a really great position to stack a lot of wins uh, to potentially make. Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns look a lot better than they potentially are, uh, which might provide us some value in the playoffs, but that's a long way from now. So I'll keep going. Uh, I do still have the Mets winning the NL East. Uh, and that's really because I don't believe in the Braves. So I was very close to putting the Braves in here. Fourth seed, I have the San Diego Padres. Um, I know that they're missing a lot of players, but I, I believe that they're also clearly in spend mode as they just made a trade yesterday and, and like, it, it's crazy to me. I mean, bringing him and I was a big, big addition. I think we'll see what we get from Blake Snell. Fifth seed, I have the Atlanta Braves. And then sixth seed, I have the San Francisco Giants. So no Cardinals for me. Uh, I don't believe in their devil of magic either. But this is the beauty of baseball, right? Where we can make all these beautiful picks. We can make all these picks right now. Super confident. And guess what? The freaking San Francisco Giants can go on a run and win the whole thing because it's it that, that is just the beauty of baseball in general. I think that there's a difference in other sports where sometimes we have things chalked in, like back in the day when Brady was on the Patriots. He's like, all right, they're going to the Super Bowl. Easy. Mahomes going to the Super Bowl. There's so many great teams each and every season, including my predictions of the Blue Jays and Dodgers in the World Series. Now, look, if the Blue Jays win – they're plus 750 to win the World Series. For the Dodgers, plus 475. And I guess what? Sorry, Dodgers all day. Dodgers all day. Do I want the Yankees to win the World Series? Yes. But like I said, we need to throw our favoritism and our fan, fan favorite uh, opinions to the side and give some more expert opinions. And the Dodgers are just too complete. And you, do you guys think that they're not going to make a move at the deadline? They're going to do something. Something's going to happen at the deadline. They're going to go get a bullpen arm or a, or a starting start. They don't need anybody in the line. That lineup's too complete. Maybe they get an extra starter. Who knows? But this team is complete already and they're winning the whole thing. So I think if I'm making a like a, a college basketball bracket that I want to be correct, um, I think I'm picking the Dodgers as well. And based on the playoff matchups that we've currently set up, I believe in the Dodgers far more than I believe in the Chicago White Sox. And that 475 number is not really a lot in baseball, I got to say, but it's good enough. I think if I'm picking or tipping a long shot, which is normally what I would do, I look for usually above 20 to one and the currently the San Francisco giants, as you mentioned, are sitting there 20 to one. So that would be my long shot pick. I don't know. I know I kind of just threw this on you Taylor, but if you got one that you want to come up with as a little bit beyond sure. the uh, 
a little, a little bit further out on the uh, wrist curve or, or further out on the limb, feel free to throw it at us. I got two picks for you. Two okay. picks. I love the St. Louis Cardinals. I really do. Their, their team, this is the last run for three of the more favorite St. Louis Cardinal players of all time. Pujols, Molina, Wainwright. You don't Whoa. think they're going to be going out on a, on, a, on a high note? You don't think they're going to be putting their balls to the wall mentality? They're going to want to try winning the whole thing this year, and they have the roster to do that. They have a, I, they have the best defensive team in the entire league. I think they won five or six gold gloves last year. Best defensive team. They have a lot of hard-throwing relievers. They have a solid rotation. They need Jack Flaherty to come back. So I can see the Cardinals maybe making a push to the postseason, definitely the postseason, but maybe even a World Series run. And if I had to pick a team out of the American League, look, the New York Yankees have enough talent. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I'm just, look, I have them as a five seed. There's no favoritism there. I'm being realistic. But they have, they have the talent to make it to the postseason. It's just a matter of a, of a few things. Severino needs to be Severino. What we what the Yankees saw from Severino a few years ago, who was a Cy Young type pitcher, you need that. You need Chapman to not blow games. Last year and the last few years past, I'm sweating just as much as he is on the mound. I'm praying to God he can just get a one, two, three inning, but that's not possible. Jonathan Lewisica needs to be a clutch reliever. So is Chad Green, Clay Holmes. And then you just need Stanton and to be healthy all year long. We all know Judge can perform, but we need Stanton. You need the new guys like, um, you know, Izzy Connor Falefa, who is a new shortstop. DJ LeMahieu needs to play well. A lot of variables here, Griffin. But that's all my long shot winners to maybe go to the World Series. All right. And so you, you went and so if you're going to take one from each league, then I'll go my long shot. And I think you might agree with this one. Is I'll take the Mariners thirty three to one to. Uh, to win the World Series. I think I think Mariners and Giants are numbers were are, are of interest to me. I, I know that Mariners are of interest to you because we both have them winning the AL West. And that be one might be one I, I look at a little bit closer towards as we get closer to this whole thing kicking off on Thursday. Um, so from here, we're gonna also give best bets uh, end of the show. So make sure you stick around for those. Um, but I figured we could probably go to the individual award unless you got something else you want to go over, Taylor. I love that. Let's get right into the American League and National League winners. Now, for the kids at home listening, we love. I love early predictions and everything. I love looking at futures for division winners, World Series, and especially I love looking way too into it, but I like looking into the awards. MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, and then something a little kicker at the end, home run leader. You want to start off American League right off the bat, MVP? Is that what you want to do, Griff? You want to start us off? Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. I'll start off. So AL MVP um, goes a little bit against my division winner predictions, but I'll go with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I think he's going to hit a million home runs in a really deep lineup in a division full of homer friendly parks. Uh, I think he's going to at, at currently 575 plus 575 hundred bucks wins 575. Um, that's what I'm picking for the AL because I do think the Blue Jays are going to have a great year. And I don't really feel that confident about taking like Luis Robert for the White Sox. There you go. That's my pick. I have Luis Roberts at plus 1,200. Ah. Fourth overall best odds for the American League MVP. My reason is, is that Robert, we've seen the past couple of years, 
There's he hasn't played too much or a little injury here and there, but he is the definition of what five tool player looks like. And you're going to have him probably Tony La Russa will probably have about second or third in this lineup. He is the entire package. There's protection in front of him and also behind him. If he's batting second, he's got Tim Anderson botting leading off Robert two. And then your probably your three all hitter will be Jose Abreu or maybe a Yasmani Grandal. This team is extremely complete. Like you say, you, this is your favorite to go to the World Series at the American League. This is my favorite to be out of the, the NL AL Central. Obviously too easy for that. But Robert is ready for this MVP type of runs. And this won't be the last one from him in his career. So that's my bet for American League MVP. I don't, I don't hate it. I mean, I was looking at it and thinking, can I do it? Can I do it? I just don't know that he has enough of a track record. Clearly, you're a romantic talking about the uh, Cardinals trying to finish up on, on a high note. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I'm not sure or excuse me, staying on the romantic tip. Uh, I'm very interested in Vladdy Jr. being potentially one of those guys that everybody wants. I actually am a little bit more committed to Luis Robert than I thought I was. As I have him on two fantasy teams. I was just checking that up as, as we we're talking. Um, but, yeah, so I think we kind of went the other ways versus our picks because you have the Jays in the world series. I have the white Sox, and we interestingly enough took MVP candidates from each of our teams. Uh, but without further ado, I'll move to the NL. Uh, I'll go NL MVP from the 113 win LA Dodgers as put forth <laughs> by one at Taylor Ringgold. Uh, I'll go Mookie Beth at 10 to one. Uh, wow. hard to pick just one, but uh, I think his hip is healthy. I think he's um, I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a rougher adjustment for Freddie Freeman coming to LA uh, cause I don't know that the opposite field power really is going to play as well for him. Um, certainly great hitter and, and is going to be really important in that lineup. But I, I think, I think Mookie's going to have a really big bounce back year. He's done it before. I think he does it again. That was a shocker pick there, Griff. Oh, I'm a Mookie okay. Betts guy. He's, he's a five tool player as well, but probably the best defensive right fielder in the game. I'm going with the guy. He is the favorite to win plus three twenty five on maybe the worst team in the entire league, and it's Juan Soto. Everyone has this um, disagreement. It, it's, been a, it's been an argument for years whether or not an MVP can come from a losing team. Well, we've seen it with Mike Trout. He's been on losing teams. We've seen it with Bryce Harper last year with the Phillies, won the MVP. This is going to happen again, but it's time for Juan Soto to be the next MVP in the National League. He is a complete player. He is extremely exciting. High, high average, high on base, high OPS. High, everything's high. He's going to hit 30-plus, driving over 100, have 100 runs, and the team's going to win, um, in my prediction, the team's going to win 62 games. So I, um, that's my pick, Juan Soto. MVP, MVP of the league winning uh, 33% of his games or so. That's going to be tough, but, you know, it's possible. Got a little support behind him with Nelly Cruz coming in. If he can stay healthy for uh, hopefully a long season, um, we'll see. I, I love Soto. I think he's a great player. I just I don't think he's enough around him. And if I'm playing the Nats, I'm going to walk him every time and say good luck to the rest. <laughs> hey, on of the base, order. on base is going to go way up. Keep walking. Yeah, yeah, that, on base up. Yeah, those, those 62 RBIs for each win that they have this oh, year because he gets walked every time. It's going to make it tough. Um, all right, so so those are our, those are our MVPs. We'll, we'll sum this up at the at the end as well. But I figured while we're rolling. Let's go to the Cy Young. Uh, AL, I'll go with Justin Verlander, 25 to 1. It seems to be everyone's 
everyone's fantasy darling, it seems to me. Um, everyone loves him. He keeps getting drafted higher and higher and higher, coming off of Tommy John. Um, he's 39 years old, I believe, and is in a position where they're going to let him go because, like, he's going to retire to Kate Upton soon enough anyway. Um, so from, from where I see it, like, there's going to be no restraints on this guy where almost all the other candidates that I'm looking at have, a, like, innings count, a pitch clock, all these limits on them. So nice. I'll take Verlander 25-1 to 1 on a team that I do think will make the playoffs barely. I'm clearly you just you just heard a little dead air there. I'm a little shocked. Verlander 30 to 1, you said? Is that what you said? 25, but sure, 25. if you want to give me 30, I'll take Jeez, yeah. yeah, I'm sure you'll take 32. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna go with a guy that's pretty easy pick. he was, I think, you know, he's in the top three last year. It's gonna be Garrett Cole for me for the Yankees. Garrett Cole ah. is not a guy who's gonna be an innings limit guy. He's gonna be pumping out there. He's gonna yell at Aaron Boone when he's say, like, I don't want to be taken out, leave me in. He did a few times last year. What I saw last year for Garrett Cole down the stretch, I'm not talking about his playoff performance was terrible, but down the stretch in the month of August and September, you saw the ace Garrett Cole emerge 13, 14 strikeouts going seven to eight innings long. It's exactly what you want from an ace. And that's exactly what I'm going to get when I bet on him to win the Cy Young at plus 450. So kids, if you want to go with the long shot, Justin Verlander, old timer, he's still freaking amazing. Go ahead. You might be a little, little extra I money, mean, but if you want feels, to play it safe, go with Garrett Cole. It feels to me like there's some ageism here, and I, I for one, don't stand for that. I, I am a little curious, though, how your uh, how your boy's going to get around the spider tack. Uh, I guess the new lotion that he's been wearing is going to help him with uh, that grip, or, or how's that going to go? Hey, you know what? If I need to go down to the Bronx and give him the spider attack or the lotion or the tar, whatever. I'll do it. I don't care. He's going to win. And this is the only, he is the only way, the only way the Yankees make the playoffs. If he wins 18 or 19 games this year, seriously, that like, it's really going to be tough. for The Yankees to make the postseason. I have them winning um, 89 games to be tough. So let's go on to to the National League now with uh, maybe right, some surprising yeah, picks here. My, uh, yeah, my I don't know. Pick, Mine's probably not a surprise. Go ahead. You can start. My pick here is going to be the National League Central Division champs, Milwaukee Brewers' own and Cy Young Award winner Corbin Burns at plus 800, third best on Bet Online right now at plus 800 with DeGrom out for four weeks. It's probably a given. It's either him or Scherz are going to be maybe win this Cy Young this year. Maybe you can put in maybe you can put in Zach Wheeler. You can put in or Walker Bueller, but Corbin Burns has electric stuff. Doesn't walk anybody. High strikeout rate every single game. He'll he's be averaging 13 Ks a game, 12 games a game. So I'm going to go with Corbin Burns. It might be safe for some, but clearly he's third best. Okay. Uh, I, I don't hate the pick. I do worry about uh, him potentially splitting some votes with Brandon Woodruff because I feel like they're going to dominate the NL Central. But with that said, um, that's better position than who I'm taking, which I'll go Walker Bueller 11 to 1. I was a little worried you weren't going to mention him. And then I was going to have to have some real questions and we're going to have to have a talking to you about how the Dodgers <laughs> can get to 113 wins without their, uh, their best their best guy. I actually do have a Walker Bueller bobblehead in my, uh, in my apartment. I'm a little bit biased because he did go to Vanderbilt. But uh, with that said, 
Um, I think he's the best pitcher in the game. Uh, I was trying really hard wow. to get him in fantasy. I don't think I got him anywhere, unfortunately. But think I think he's, he's awesome. The best pitcher in the game. I I do, man. I, I think that he is awesome. I think that he is as consistent as it gets. I mean, certainly Degrom might be better, but he's never available, and I think that that is a skill. Um, Garrett Cole's nice, sure. Yeah, we'll see what happens when he doesn't have the sticky stuff. But Walker Bueller, I think the the wheels, the training wheels are coming off the Dodgers. I feel like you'll see it a little bit more with the rest of the rotation as well with Urias also. But I, I feel like they're going to let these guys throw. I mean, probably not 120 pitches, but I feel like they're going to be out there winning a ton of games. He's going to look great. Um, not a terrible pitcher's park in, in L.A. And uh, with the humidor coming all over the place, I, I feel like he's going to put up big numbers on a team that wins a lot of games. So that's my pick. Okay. There's a lot of unpacked right there. There's a okay. lot of unpacked. Okay. Okay. Walker okay. Bueller, love him. Love him. He might not even be the best pitcher on his own team with Julio Urias. Oh. I'm serious. That team is so good. Besides that, DeGrom is the best pitcher in the league, bar none. Then I, th- you know, can Walker Bueller kick the door down and be in the top five? Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to talk to him at the door. You know, I'll be the bouncer and I'll be saying, "Look, are you good enough to be in the top five? Look, you got Burns, Scherzer, Degrom. Those are three right there, right off the bat for that division. Well, if, if you're coming, if you're coming down to the or going up to the Bronx, if you're going over to the Bronx to the Spider Tack, then I'll I'll make sure that Walker Bueller gets in your club. How about that? I have no disagreements with this pick. I think this is a very good pick. What was what were the odds again? 11 to 1. I like it. I like it. It's going to be nice. Maybe maybe this is the season that Walker Bueller becomes um has a it's very hard to be more when you're trying to compare Jacob DeGrom in the same league, it's kind of tough when you're trying to get Cy Young votes and the only reason why Burns won last year I think is DeGrom didn't start that much, you know. He didn't have to play a full season. But that's going to happen again. We are He's already hurt coming into the year. It's, it's bad I enough. I know, but Corbin Burns, Corbin Burns is going to strike out 300,000 people, and it's going to be fine. And where Corbin Burns is going to be the Cy Young yeah. ordinary at plus 800. But let's just get in. We can talk about this argument for years. But I think the rookie of the year is something okay. that's going to be okay. really awesome to watch because there's so many guys that are getting, they're getting called up within this past week. We're seeing Torkelson and Bobby Witt, Hunter Green, Julio Rodriguez, they're all finally getting the announcement to get up to the bigs and starting on the major league roster. Do you remember back in the day when Chris Bryant should have been on the major league roster out of spring training and then the whole decision about arbitration and not playing a certain amount of days? And Chris Bryant didn't play on opening day, which was a crime. He ended up playing and winning the rookie of the year, fine. But we're actually seeing what major league teams should be doing. It's calling up guys right off the bat. In my American League rookie of the year, he was just announced – Today, we're recording this on Monday, April, geez, 4th. He was just <laughs> called up. He was just called up today. He's batted 412 in spring training. His name is Julio Rodriguez, outfielder, Seattle Mariners. The Mariners outfield is clogged. You have Mitch Haniger, you have Jared Kalenic, you have Kyle Lewis, and Julio Rodriguez. And they also have Jesse Winker as well. I think Winker will most likely be a DH for them. And then, then you have spots open up. Kyle Lewis could be a trade bait guy. Julio Rodriguez will be playing a lot of games this year for Seattle. He is explosive. He is five-tool potential type guy. 
I have him winning the side, the, the rookie of the year. Excuse me, at plus three seventy five. I mean, it'd be impressive if he won the Cy Young as well. Uh, I do that like Julio. I, I do like Julio. I gotta say, I'm a little worried about his path to playing time. It does look like he's going to be a starting everyday center fielder, uh, but I wonder what his transition to the big leagues is going to be. Granted, my pick is also going to have that type of issue as well. Uh, but I feel like with rookie of the year, you're speculating on who's going to start the year in the majors. And then if they're not, they better be called up quickly because they're going to have to make some hay if they miss out on the first month. So with that said, I'm going to go at five to one Spencer Torkelson um, crushing it everywhere you can uh, in the minors and was the number one overall pick from a couple of years ago. Uh, We'll see exactly how he translates. Um, I think the easy division in the central will be, Good, good for him because I think that they'll be in a lot of games and they'll also be playing and they're going against a lot of pitchers that that aren't exactly the highest paid in, in the league. So I like his chances. I'm, I'm, I'm still it's, it's a lot of the hype machine, really, because we haven't seen it. But uh, I think almost if I could engineer a uh, rookie of the year player, be someone who played a few games last year, but didn't like qualify for the minimum. And then they at least had a year under their belt. So unfortunately, that I don't think either of us have that here. But um it is what it is. That's what we got. Hey, look, I, I'll ask you this question. How do you feel about if you're a team that's going to win 60 or 70 games, not make the postseason, just because it's just play out and try to compete every day like you're supposed to? How do you feel about number one prospects or number two prospects that are good enough to get called up? But sometimes these teams keep them in the minor leagues a little too long. What are your opinions about when teams are so bad? Why don't you just call them up? Give them the experience right out of the gate with not a lot of pressure. They're a top prospect. Give them that those innings. Give them some at-bats. Like the, the Nationals got Caber Ruiz from the – and also Joshua Gray from the Dodgers. Yeah. I think Gray's going to be starting the rotation. Ruiz, I don't know if he's going to come out of the spring training to the big league club. He's a catching prospect. He's got a tremendous amount of talent. I feel like some sort of like those guys should be called up off the bat. Yeah, I, I think it's really a financial uh, question first. If I'm an owner, I want to keep them in the minors as long as possible based on their service time, all that sort of stuff. Arbitration if years. You yeah. separate, if you separate that completely, which I know the new collective bargaining agreement has changed that a little bit. I don't exactly know the specifics on it, but regardless, for this podcast sake, I think for making the player as good as possible, I want him to have as as many major league at-bats as possible or just as many at-bats, plural, or pitches thrown or whatever. They need to be exposed to the best talent out there because I think they'll they'll rise to the top if they're a good player. The problem for me is is the younger guys that you then bring up. If you're bringing up, then their their service time's calculator is is going. Clock's counting. Clock's ticking. So you got to use them. I just want young guys to get at-bats or to get opportunities to get outs and then – um, I, I know that does obviously give them a, a chance to get hurt, but uh, you got to you got to live with that. You can't always be afraid of being hurt. Let's just go into a guy who just got called up and he's going to get some sort of innings. I don't know where his innings level will be yet. His name is Hunter Green. He is my mm-hmm. pick for the rookie of the year. Cincinnati Reds starting pitcher throws about 101 miles an hour. I have him at plus 900, fifth best in this rookie of the year category. There's a ton of rookies out there. Kid named CJ Abrams, Padres middle infielder, who is definitely up there. I think Green's going to have an opportunity to really throw a lot of innings this year. Being on a bad Cincinnati Reds team, what I was kind of alluding to before, I think Green's going to have a big option to 
show the world what kind of arm the Cincinnati Reds drafted in the first round a few years ago. Got it. Yeah, I uh, I don't have a ton of insight besides I don't think the Reds are very good. Uh, I'm going to go Joey Bart, catcher for the, the, the Giants. Big, big shoes to fill coming in for Buster Posey. Uh, but I think, as I alluded to, with the Giants being a potential long shot pick, maybe worthy of a 20 to 1 investment, I do think that the catchers sometimes get credited a little bit, uh, maybe unfairly or fairly in this case, with their team's success and how well their pitching staff is doing. Uh, I don't know that there's a lot of really expectations from a catcher position also in Major League Baseball. So if Joey Bart hits a normal amount, I mean, I feel like that's a good situation for him to be looked on a little bit more favorably than normal. I don't know that we'll get the gaudy numbers. Tough in San Francisco, though. They've been uh, That park's been a lot better for the offense in the last few years. Um, I think from where I sit, though, it's more of a, a team thing, a guy that I know is going to get playing time, or at least I expect to, assuming he doesn't really struggle out of the gates. And uh, on a team that I think knows what they're doing, they, they basically overhauled the L.A. Dodgers front office and brought them all to San Francisco in a true rivalry fashion. Uh, and I feel like we got the Dodgers north. Uh, and that's going to be a big reason why I do like the Giants to, to progress pretty far in this, this year's uh, tournament. This is, a, this is an interesting pick by you. The fact that Joey Bart has been prospect that has been the Giants have been waiting and waiting for him to kind of click. And when is your time to come up? I know the Posey's in front of you. You're not going to play much, but we want you up here playing a little first base, maybe backing up, you know, Brennan Belt here and there or backing up Posey. And he just hasn't clicked. And now this is his time to shine. I feel like this is a good pick. It could definitely be a solid one, but he just needs to perform. And this is like, I think the pressure is on him more than any other rookie right now because he's jumping into a playoff team already, rotation stacked, and there's pressures with the Padres behind him and then the Dodgers in front of him. So it's, there's a lot of pressures with trying to be the, the, you know, you know, as you know, catchers are the leader of the, of the squad. They are calling the game. They need to be on, on point every single game, every single time behind the plate. So I like that pick a little, little too much pressure for me to pick to pick him. Sure, so I'm going to sure. stick with Hunter Green. We'll, we'll, we'll end here with our awards picks here with home run leader. Now this is overall baseball for everyone at home. Overall baseball, I'm picking a guy who's replacing a franchise playing first baseman. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, I no. have Matt Olson at plus oh, no. twelve hundred. To become the home run champ in Major League Baseball, I have between about 40 to 42 home runs. This is his time. We've seen it in Oakland. We've seen the home run derby. He has got pop. That's definitely not like a surprise for us, you know, us fans at home. This is easy. There's a lineup, complete lineup, better lineup that he had in Oakland. This is complete. He's got power in front of him and behind him. He's set. This is the time that Olsen becomes the home run champ. Mark it down, plus 1,200. Interesting. Well, I actually also picked Matt Olsen oh, as my geez. home run leader. Uh, that's why not, I'm saying, oh, no, not because I don't. And guys, hold on. Saying, from, for but... everyone listening, we don't, we, we just, well, before our pre production meetings, we say what our topics are going to be. And we don't say anything after that for picks. We don't tell, we don't talk to each other prior. We don't, because we want to see if we have something different. And majority of the time we do. And on this case, we don't. Yeah. I mean, first one that we've, I guess, overlapped besides maybe the Dodgers, but I feel like a lot of people would be picking that. Uh, Matt Olson was one of these guys that I, I don't know how I discovered this, but Fangrass a few years ago 
they're saying like, look at this guy, Matt Olson. He loves to hit home runs, deep fly balls, huge fly ball rates. And maybe now that he's out of Oakland, one of the hardest places to hit a home run possible uh, to Atlanta where the ball will fly. I mean, we'll see if he can handle the humidity because that will be a huge, huge change from the deep South uh, from, from the Bay area. But uh, I love his situation. I love that he's playing a, in a park that will, I think, suit him really well. He's going to be out in the – Crawford boxes is Houston, whatever the boxes are in, in Atlanta. Um, and, and he'll be there – or he'll be in the restaurant, whatever it's called. And yeah. uh, 12 to 1 is a pretty nice number for a guy that I think maybe we're getting a little bit of a discount on or we're getting oh, – he's a little overpriced because no one's really seen him out there playing at 10 p.m. Eastern time in, in – in the Bay area while you're, uh, while you're nestled in bed, watching the Yankees finish their, their 12th inning. Yes, that's exactly what I would be doing. <laughs> but as a baseball fan, I'm watching legit every game. And as a better, I'm betting on a lot of stuff. And I'm going to be keeping my eyes on Matt Olson and all these other players we mentioned. And of course, all these teams we mentioned in the beginning, Griffin, you want one, one, one last point to wrap up here? So, well, we so, I, I, so let's go through. You list your picks uh, from top to finish, and, and I'll do the same. And pick one as your best bet, and uh, then we'll probably wrap up get out of here. That's exactly what I was going to in our final spot here. So I did wrap up. We'll wrap up with my just overall picks here. Blue Jays versus Dodgers in the World Series. And I have Dodgers winning at plus 475 to win it all for my awards. MVP is Luis Robert from the American League, Juan Soto National League, Cy Young, Garrett Cole, Cy Young, Corbin Burns, Rookie of the Years, Julio Rodriguez, and Hunter Green. And then Matt Olson is my home run leader. And I, my best bet to end off here, my best bet is Luis Robert. I'm telling you, I know plus 1,200, he's the fourth best option with Trout and Otani and all these other guys. This is his time to become the five-tool player we've wanted to see the last few years. He's still a lot of bags, driving a lot of runs, hit a lot of gappers, and he's going to be the complete player that my fantasy team needs and your wallets need as well. So that's my best bet to end off the show. Well, my wallet needs it too. Cool. Thanks. Uh, I also appreciate <laughs> you picking uh, my one seed in the AL as uh, MVP. So that would be really nice. So I – I also have the White Sox as the one seed, or I guess not also. I also have the Dodgers as the one seed because that's what that's what Taylor has. And then the Dodgers winning the World Series over those those said White Sox going with two one seeds to get there. Cy Young, AL, Justin Verlander, NL, Walker Buehler, MVP, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, NL, Mookie Betts. Then I'll go Rookie of the Year, AL, Spencer Torkelson, NL, Joey Bart, and home run leader, where we're simpatico, uh, Matt Olson, the 12 to 1. And I'll make that my best bet uh, because I think, you know, we're going to do a little podcast camaraderie here. We're both uh, coincidentally, completely separately, independent, no group think here, came up with the same guy. Uh, 12 to 1 is a pretty nice number worth, uh, worth throwing a, a few shekels if you got them. Griffin, tell them where they can find you and then I will wrap up here. Okay. You can find me at the real underscore G Warner on Twitter. Find me there. You can follow me at Taylor Ringle, T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-I-N-G-O-L-D. And please like and subscribe the MLB pod on pregame.com. We are going to give you all the inside information on sports, on betting, baseball betting all season long. And for next episode, Griffin, we are going to be talking about opening day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, baby. Opening freaking day is here. 
you will be getting when you wake up, you're on your way to work on Thursday. You know there's baseball all night long and all day long during opening day. We will be dropping an episode on Thursday. Our pregame predict, our, our preview opening day predictions. We'll talk about some of our favorite games going on, the pitching matchups. If there's lineups that are out, I probably won't be seeing lineups out till then. But we'll see pitching matchups, and we'll give our predictions and tell you what games to bet on. So my name is Taylor Geringold. My co-host is Griffin Warner. This is the pregame MLB podcast. We will see you. Actually, you'll be listening to us on Thursday for our Major League Opening Day podcast. Talk to you guys soon.